Welcome to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have a special guest with me, Maggie Daniels. She's a poet, writer, director. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. It was cool talking to you before we started the episode. Um, a lot of stuff that we, we have in common. And in today's episode, we're going to cover, among other things, how to stay motivated as an indie creative, which is, uh, as you can imagine, hard to do when you're by yourself. So before you became a creative, an independent creative, what was the moment when you realized that you wanted to be an independent creative person? Moment for me um, was definitely when I took Diane Bell's uh, writing class at a local writing club, I would say. And um, the first day, first day, I felt like I was, I was where I needed to be. I really, I went because I was insecure. I had this uh, false narrative in my head that because I didn't go to college, I didn't know enough words to write what I wanted to write. And I was just in my head too much. And so I taught myself how, how to format a screenplay. And I, I started writing it, but I was just really insecure. So I found Diane Bell's class. First day, I just, I, I knew. I, I'd never been in a situation where I was the it girl for like a teacher or something. Like, you know what I mean? And me and Diane just clicked so well. And she was like, I like your balls. That's what she told me the first day. And, so, so, uh, so it sounds like finding your person, finding a mentor, finding like a community of people is kind clicked. of something. Once I knew, I knew what I was doing. It was right. a wrap. Yeah. That's cool. So that, that was a good moment to have. You found someone that kind of mentored you and kind of let you know that that, that kind of inner fire was inside you, that passion, right? And is that kind of where your writing started to go was you were telling stories you were passionate about? Was it um, finding things in the world that you thought people could relate to? And, and those were the stories you were writing. What was your approach? I always have just approached it from my own life experiences. Um, I suffer from PTSD from childhood trauma. So uh, memories for me are like stored videos in my head. And they just kept replaying so much that I, I felt the need to get them out. And I've actually been working on uh, specifically Tanglewood for about 10 years. About t- t- 2010 is when I wrote down the idea. And just the whole process has been just uh, mind-blowing and life-changing of an event because it really made me realize the power of putting my own trauma on paper because I gave it to the characters. Like it's not mine anymore. They have to carry it. And during this 12 year process, I mean, that's a long time. Number one. Um, there, there have been stories in Hollywood of people taking that long to write screenplays and making movies too. Right. But what motivated you to keep going? You must've hit walls. It sounds like maybe some writer's block, maybe some emotional trauma, something kind of got in the way that caused it to be such a long period of time. So how did you stay motivated to keep going? I just, it's like in the scene of Donnie Darko, when uh, the invisible like beam thing comes out of his chest and he follows it everywhere. That's, that's my pull to write. Like, I just, I just feel pulled to express it. Like, I don't know how to explain it other than that. 
you're being compelled to do the work. It's more like something, a larger sense of being is kind of telling you, you have to, you have to do this, right? I'm pulled towards it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I have that feeling too, when I make my movies and, um, the goals that you're setting for yourself, right? Whether it's writing your poetry book, swimming, or, you know, making Tanglewood into a feature film, explain your, your goal reaching process, whether it's a small goal or a large goal, like how do you um, visualize what it is you want to achieve? And how do you go about achieving those goals? Well, I always um, picture the law, the, the end goal. I I'm a reverse writer. I always write the end and then I figure out how to get there. And um, so how I do that is I always keep the end picture in mind and I work on little bits to those pieces every day. Like Tanglewood's not my only screenplay. I have four other stories already named outline ready to go. And I work on those every day, but I'm not actively actually writing the script, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two more poetry books. I'm in the process of ordering the pages and slowly adding more. So I feel like if you, it's like the mindset of working out, oh, I can do at least 10. So I'm going to break it up in tens. And then if I get tired of 10, well, I can at least do five. And so I just microdose it. And um, it all adds up in the end. Like it just builds and builds and builds. It's funny how uh, filmmaking, screenwriting, you know, the creative process is so similar to the startup culture. Because when you run like a tech company, we were talking about NFTs before the, the podcast started, for example. If you look at our Trello board, Trello is an organization task management website, pretty easy to use in case you need something. Uh, it's so many micro tasks and larger tasks that have micro tasks in them that you have to accomplish to get to the end goal, right? Yeah. And when it comes to an end goal, you have a lot of different pieces to it. So for example, you made the Tanglewood trailer, which I watched a couple times. I really liked it. Let's talk about the process of putting together the trailer for the feature film, what it took you to do it, um, to help others out there who are listening or watching this that want to make a trailer. Because a lot of people out there have ideas for scripts. They don't know how to write them. They don't know how to film them. They don't even know where to start. So what would you tell them if they were listening to you right now? Okay. So what I specifically did was I, number one thing, um, don't use sound because you're going to have a very micro micro budget. I only have five grand to work with not using sound makes everything look more high quality and it makes everything shoot quicker. And what I recommend in place of sound um, music composers, make it feel like a music video of the emotion. That's how I approached it. Like a mood board of, of the film um that's what drew me in by the way as soon as i hit as soon as i hit play and i saw the opening sequence um you know the cigarette throw the bicycles with the girls and then the way that you transitioned into the the title name tanglewood that whole sequence it really it drew me in i was like this is cool i want to know what happens next oh you know what's so crazy about uh specifically the trailer is they weren't actors. Those are those aren't the actors that'll be playing um, the two leads, um, Mags and Charles, the blonde girl and the boy. Um, they're my musicians. They wrote the song you're hearing in the background. They actually wrote that on set. They are incredibly talented. Jenna Desmond and Corey Campbell. Such a good song. Stupid by the way. Yes. Oh my God. So good. I liked it. Your musicians. It, it fit the of, uh, it fit the visuals really well. So your so your, your advice here sounds like to use 
everybody more than once. <laughs> so yes, use if you can, they just music. happen to look like the, um, <laughs> they just happen to fit the description at the time, and they date. So all those steamy scenes made like they were comfortable with. And Corey was just what he's a very nice guy. Um, went to school for music, like cla- like oh, very talented. And all day he was walking around being like, I'm a bad boy. (laughs) That's funny. He really got into character. And so um, he sounds like he's a method actor of sorts. (laughs) Oh, it was great. Musicians, I highly recommend if you can't get any paid actors, find a musician. They are the best to relate to empathy and be present. Like uh, musicians can do anything. Plus they feel the song in the visuals, right? They can, they, they, they know what's coming so they can kind of feel it. And I was convinced, I didn't know they were the musicians. So that was, uh, you fooled me on that. And, um, also the fact that you shot this, I saw on your website, you shot it in two days. So you have to plan your locations and your scenes wisely. Right. And, and yes. And we did, we did, um, do some some guerrilla style filming we didn't necessarily get some permits sometimes you just it is yeah and uh, it's really we filmed it in wilmington north carolina and north carolina is really expensive to get permits in so we just kind of you know had to look out and just did it quick um the old saying the old saying uh, ask for forgiveness not permission that's what my mom used to tell me. Exactly. I've made three feature films and every single one of them, I always ask for forgiveness and not permission. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. how you save a lot of money and a lot of time. So you want to make this into a feature film. Tell me the process that you're in now. Uh, we're sitting here talking about Tangle. Well, you made a, a, a trailer. You wrote the script. What are the next steps? What are your challenges? What are other people out there that are listening or watching? What, what do they have to expect from doing what you did? Um, I am definitely going by the blueprint of Diane Bell's method and her, her book, um, shoot from the heart. And it just breaks down all the steps. And, um, I've already made a full budget. I broke, I have a line producer, Keatson, very talented individual, very great guy. He broke down per dollar percent. Everything's broken down. Um, the trailer is for investment purposes, um, to prove like, hey, I, to go to a production company when I have the money and be like, hey, I can make a movie. So my next step is to just raise the funds. And I got tired of asking old white men for money. So that's why I was like, I have a product. So I'm going to sell that product, my book, and um, get to 25000 or NFTs, whichever comes first. And right. once the money is raised... Um, I can contact production companies that I'm interested in working with and be like, hey, I have this fully funded film. Um, Who's interested? Basically, I need this, this and this, these crew members. So early on in uh, my filmmaking career, I used uh, Kickstarter a little bit and I was able to raise some funding with my trailer and tap into like local organizations, local communities, local, you know, companies, anybody who wanted to get a piece of the credit. So I don't know if you've looked into that or if you thought of that, but is that something that you might think about doing in the future? Um, probably not. We did back in 2019, we launched a fundraiser similar to that on one of those websites. Um, the same day my mom passed away oh. and yeah. Sorry about that. It was my birthday. It was oh. a shitty day. Happy birthday, Maggie. Yeah. Right. Jesus Christ. Uh, I told everyone I'm going to be a bitch and die on her birthday. <laughs> Good to have a little bit I of sense know. of humor. Yeah. Um, but so 
I, I had investors at that time pull out half <sighs> my crew. I, I really saw people's true colors and it's great because, um, long, long perspective is I have my real good crew members now. So when I go and have fully funded, it's going to be better than working with people that would have just pieced. Right. Um, so you're staying, so, you're staying yeah. motivated through this whole process by creating a poetry book, but that was like part of yes. your thing was like, I got to stay motivated. I got to keep creating. I got to keep doing yes. stuff. And that's what kind of made you do that. Yes, I did to heal, to process my mom passing. I just, I, I couldn't focus on Tanglewood at that time. I had to process that and writing swimming really helped me. Swimming is kind of like the white flag, like me surrendering to how I'm feeling. And I really leaned into that and that kind of like brought me back like, Hey, I can, I can do this myself. Like, so like, you know what I'm saying? I had a light bulb moment of, I don't need to ask for permission. Right. I can do it. And, and you're also in the process showing other women out there, you're empowering them and telling them, listen, you guys can also do this. You can tell your story if you've been traumatized or you have PTSD or you've been sexually you know, assaulted or whatever the issue they had, you're basically helping them along their journey as well, it sounds like. Yes, definitely. And I feel like it falls in the same category as films like um, Kids by Harmony Corinne and Mid-90s by Jonah Hill. Oh, I love those films. Classics. Um, but they highlight the guy's perspectives and not actually – what's affecting the girls in those, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like we're flipping the scripts and being like, no, this isn't an idolized behavior. This is fucking traumatizing. So That's I'm good. really excited about it. I finished writing Tanglewood. It took me eight weeks when I actually sat down in the class and wrote it. So I felt really ridiculous for taking so long with insecurities. Um, but once I wrote it, I finished it four days before my 25th birthday and the person Charlie's based off of when we had a like dis fallout, it was really nasty. Um, he told me to kill myself and he hoped I did it by the time I turned 25. Yeah. It's real class stuff. Um, Jesus. and I had never broken a promise to him. And so he was like, I know you won't let me down. And it really met, it really messed with me for years Jesus. and to finish writing Tanglewood right before my birthday, I just felt like hot shit. I was like full circle. Very, th very therapeutic. It sounds like, and, yeah. uh, and people can see the trailer for Tanglewood on MaggieLogic.com, right? Yep. And they can also purchase your book swimming on there as well, right? Yes, sir. Um, Maggie logic's what my mom used to say, cause I'm dyslexic. So okay. if I said anything backwards, she'd be like, Oh, that's just Maggie logic. Is there anywhere else you want people to check you out online or find anything online about you? Um, yeah, now MaggieLogic.com will lead you to everything. Um, I'm also, the book's also available on barnesandnoble.com. I have an audio book available on all streaming services and, uh, nice. Jenna and Corey did the music for it as well. Awesome. And if, uh, any females out there listening, any young entrepreneurs out there listening to you right now, what would you like them to know in terms of, you know, how to do, how to stay motivated, how to be creative, how to, you know, get through their, their goals? What would you say to them if they were listening to you right now? If we don't tell our stories, then they're not going to be told correctly. So go out there and tell your story. Love it.
Awesome, Maggie. It was a pleasure having you today. Uh, I hope everybody out there watches the Tanglewood trailer, buys her book Swimming on MaggieLogic.com. And as always, we will see you in next week's episode. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jason. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.